This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. All right, welcome back. 888-727-BECK is our phone number. We have a clip from Glenn coming up here in just a minute uh, talking about the, uh, the vault and some uh, not-so-great moments in our history. Before we get there, though, uh, Ben Watson is back in the news. And uh, Ben Watson's... Uh, he's interesting. He is. Uh, he is a, a solid tight end in the NFL. Uh, he is a guy who uh, put up big numbers with uh, New Orleans mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. It was with, I think, Baltimore this past year was injured. Um, uh, and before that, he was with New England, but known as a really good guy around the NFL, um, a very smart one. Um, he uh, has called upon men, however, and this is, I guess, controversial right now. Uh, men need to uh, uh, step up and take a stand on abortion. You're not supposed to do that if you're a man. Um, Jeffy, I don't know if you know this. Uh, there are boy parts and girl parts. And um, You're telling me? Well, it's time, parts it's time for the talk. It's time for the talk with Jeffy. Yeah, no, I okay. know. You're actually an expert. Okay. I, I know you're aware of this. Um, speaking so of exclusive... So boys are different than girls. They are. Uh, they are different. And if you, don't have, if you don't have the girl parts, you're not allowed to have a, a, an opinion on abortion, apparently. It's interesting because <laughs> I, I, I kind of mentioned this... Uh, That's almost not apparently. That is fact. Yeah. Uh, we talked about somebody who made a comment the other day of uh, some effect of like, oh, I don't want some white, pervy, old congressman making decisions for me. Uh, like... First of all, it's always interesting to see, you know, what what exact percentage of your opinion on abortion is based on skin color? Because you went out of your way to call them white. Yeah, you sure did. So uh, I know it's not zero, but I'm curious as to what percentage of, the, of, of that decision was made on skin color. But beyond that, pervy seems to indicate that you think that because a man has an opinion on a process, which first of all cannot be accomplished without a man, at least at this point, uh, but a birth, because it, I guess, involves female body parts that they're perverts? I, I don't even understand the logic. It's like it's just a way to try to vilify your enemy, always, obviously. Yes. Um, he says uh, he was talking to Breitbart, and uh, he spoke about his speech at the 2017 March for Life and how he specifically wanted to inspire men of all colors and races to be the chivalrous knights they are called to be and fight to end abortion for the sake of their women. When it comes to the black community, oh, you got it? Well, I was just going to tell you a little bit about when it comes to the black community. He said that we represent a larger proportion of abortions than I would like, than I would like, and he also went on to say, uh, than any of us would like. And I I thought that was interesting that the facts, we ran a video um, uh, of the guy called Big Joe, and he was on a bike, and I I think it was on Friday, so you were, was off, but it was, it made the rounds on the internet for a couple of days, and it was for, it was during the, uh, it was during the march in D.C., and uh, 
he was making a big point of uh, Margaret Sanger and abortions and more black people uh, uh, affected yeah, I than we white played people. Part of that, yeah. And but my point is, it's actually it's, it's nice to see that I don't know some education is actually starting to take root, and people are actually understanding that. Guess what? There'd be a lot more African American people in the United States if there were abortions. Yeah, you know it's interesting. About 14 million of them. That's uh, it, though. Yeah, I mean, every time you're asked about race, I always like to say that you know, my policy means 14 million more African Americans alive. <laughs> right. Your policy means they're dead. Who's the racist? I don't care what you think about what percentage of financial aid goes to college based on race. You think I'm wrong on that one? You think you think you know admission uh, to uh, college should be based on race? First of all, it's an interesting position to claim isn't racist. <laughs> you're basing the decision based on skin color, but you're calling me racist. That's always fascinating. But forget that. Yep. Let's just say you're right on that. My policy leads to 14 million African Americans being alive. What does your policy lead to? Uh, my policy leads hmm. to uh, women being able to do what they want to do sure. with their bodies, too, and not what some pervy old white man says. That's my policy. Your policies, uh, Mally has just explained how dumb it is. Uh, <laughs> but it's interesting that that, that would be... Uh, part of that discussion. Um, he says, uh, and so to me, it's a big challenge to men as well as not just black men, not white men, but men in general, to step up and protect women, to protect young girls, to protect the pre-born. This is a heart issue. No matter who's in office, the people's hearts have to be changed when it comes to how we view life and how we esteem life. And that will uh, affect what happens at the top. Yeah. Uh, very true. Okay. I mean, absolutely true. Uh, I, I'm, I don't know, I'm sadly uh, or happily uh, a fan of uh, life. Really? And yeah. Mm, yeah. Wow, it's a strong. That should it should not be a strong stance, but it is. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, I like when people are alive. It should not be controversial. Uh, I don't know why it is in this country, but I mean, it comes down to I, I think uh, Ben Watson has it right. It, it is about uh, changing people's hearts and getting people to actually examine this issue. You find so many people who will fall back on the same arguments that have been made forever. Oh well, it's a women's rights issue. Well, you know, it's not a women's rights issue. I, that's people, people have a tough time with that statement. And the way I like to say it in the most uh, uh, the most uh, challenging, I guess, way possible. I, I like to say it's not a women's rights issue. It's just not because women can do whatever they want to their own bodies. We don't, we're not talking about their own bodies. We're talking about the other body inside of them. Ask, to, ask any woman who is pregnant if uh, they believe uh, the being inside of them is a being. They're all going to say, my baby. And no one's going to say their fetus. Yeah, um, I mean, that's why, that's why the abortion uh, activists all want to ban, uh, ban the... Uh, um, Okay, ultrasound. Yeah, ultrasounds. we were just yes. talking about that. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, amazingly, because because once you see that it's not a piece of broccoli, mm-hmm. it's tougher. Oh to, yeah, it's tougher to to uh, abort. Oh, you can't kill that. Um, and by the way, on this front, uh, you know, as, as much as I've complained about Trump, if he's able to uh, overturn, let's just say, let's just say he was able to put in two Supreme Court justices, and the balance of power switch, and Roe versus Wade was overturned, and wow. 15, 20 states were able to ban abortion on their own. Um, just that, really. I mean, it, you know, even if he sucks everywhere else, largely that would probably be enough for... Uh, would for it make people. up to... I don't know. I mean, it depends what the enough. other stuff is. I mean, you know, there are things you could do that would probably... But, I mean, it's hard, to, it's hard to overstate how horrible this is. It really is. We're talking about over 50 million people that shouldn't be alive and aren't in this one country. Not to mention what else has happened around the world. Uh, you know, it's hard to really overstate 
how bad this is. It really is. And, you know, we're supposed to find out the first uh, Supreme Court justice uh, tomorrow. Now, you should know that Trump can only screw this up tomorrow. He can't, <laughs> he can't advance I, this so, cause. I, I, right? I got to find the quote that, that they were running underneath what he said about his next, the nominee, but it was definitely a Trump quote about being uh, highly... Uh, effective, <laughs> wonderful, great. Right, yeah, of course. Fantastic. He's supposed to announce this uh, this person tomorrow night. Now, um, 8 p.m. Stu. 8 p.m. WH parentheses. From the White House. Um, the, the, only, the only reason I say he's the only thing he can do is screw it up is because he's replacing Scalia here. You already had that vote. So he can't, yeah. he can't, you know, he can't, he's not taking, if Ginsburg were to step down and he was to replace someone who was really good on this topic. That could be a real game changer in this, uh, in this arrangement, and hopefully it is. We'll learn something about his picks here. We'll, we won't learn it all. Um, you know, we ex- certainly expect him to pick off this, 20 list, this list of 20 judges uh, that was designed for him that he basically had no input in. Um, I mean, but again, if he chooses one and gets them in, it's going to be a positive, and I'm going to be happy about it. Um, most of the justices uh, that would be on the Supreme Court from this list would be pretty good. They might not be as good as Scalia, but I mean that's a high bar. Uh, we just don't, don't want we don't want a, a disappointment here, you know. So we'll see what happens with that uh, coming up uh, 8 p.m. tomorrow night. So we'll have tons of coverage of that on Wednesday's program uh, and on on Wednesday's uh, radio show as well, and that's uh, all coming up later this week. Um, David Barton was on uh, The Vault this week, and they talked about bad history. Uh, and this is an issue that David has, has dealt with forever, talking about how historians have, in most cases, intentionally, in some cases unintentionally, screwed history up. So the lessons that we should have learned from uh, what has happened in this country have been lost. Uh, the original documents have been lost. And impressions taken by progressive historians 100 years later have been woven into our system in in ways that are really hard uh, to get rid of. Here's uh, David and Glenn talking about bad history. The Klan. Men that were half outlawed, denied suffrage, without hope of justice in the courts, who meant to take this means to make their will felt. They were to protect their people from indignities and wrongs, to succor the suffering, uh, particularly the families of dead Confederate soldiers, um, uh, to enforce what they conceived to be the real laws of their states. It talks here, David, about... They were the heroes. They were the heroes. heroes. Reckless men, listen to this, reckless men not of their orders, malicious fellows of the baser sort who didn't feel the compulsions of honor, they were the ones... Uh, that would burn down houses surrounded in the night, inmates shot as they fled. But not fled. the clan. But not the clan. Not the clan. Men were dragged from their homes, tarred and feathered. Some who defied the vigilant visitors came mysteriously now, to a sudden death. I, I, I see your problem. Don't read it for yourself. Listen to what the professor told you. Yes. Because he told you, he sent you a clear message. You need to believe the professor. Yep. He has a PhD. You don't. Yep. Don't try to read that for yourself. When I, when I was in, um, I went to Yale and... Um, was in class, and a professor said, Mr. Beck, what are you reading? I'm 30 years old. And I told him. And it was heretical stuff. I mean, it was, it was crazy stuff. And um, he said, don't read that. That'll screw you up. And I said, okay, what should I read? And he said, you should read this. Next week, I went, and I raised my hand, and I said, hey, I, I, wa- I want to ask that question again. And he said, Mr. Beck, didn't I tell you not to read that? And I said, no, you told me to read the other. I did. And we can talk about that if you want. I want to know about this. I don't want to know that you think it's wrong. Yeah. I want to read it myself and know why, why it's, it's wrong. wrong. Yeah. 
Don't, anyone who tells you not to read yeah. something, they've got yeah. something to hide. Or anybody who tells you that I'm the expert in this qualified, you don't need to check it out, you can trust right. me, I've got the PhDs. And, and, and this is the interesting thing that I'm seeing right now, because we talked about the oral quote. Right now, who is it that teaches? This guy that, that gave you the he's a history prof at Ivy League school, yes. which means he has a history degree. Mm -hmm. And you go to schools to get a history degree to come back and teach history somewhere, mm -hmm. write history books, be a director of curriculum in high mm -hmm. school. What? All right. This is the report that's out right now. It's by the American College of Trustees and Alumni. And every year, U.S. News World Report comes out with their elite colleges, the, the top ones in university. Mm -hmm. And so this year, there's 76 elite colleges. These guys went and said, all right, at the 76 top colleges, the, the, the names you want in your diploma, how do they teach history there? And so what they did at the 76, they found that in the 76, there's only 23 that, now you're going for a history degree, so that's 30 hours generally in, in your major field, probably 10 courses on history. So you're getting a history degree to go back and teach somewhere, and only 23 of those colleges require you to get any course, even one course in American history. So at 54 of those colleges, you can go all the way through and get a history degree, go back and teach history, but you've never had a single course on American history, not one. Now, at the 23 who have it, 11 of them, for your history, you have to have a history course. It can be the history of sexuality. It can be the history of cigarette smoking in the 20th century. It can be the history of soccer in Latin America, because that, that is America after all. And so you're essentially looking at a 76 top universities, only 11 require a single course in American history to get but your it, history degree. But it's not, it doesn't have to actually be American history. Oh, no. Well, 11 of them, it does have to be a course. So you're talking basically one out of seven, maybe 14, 15 percent of the elite universities to get a history degree to teach history in America, no courses on American history. So... That's your, your Ivy League guy. No, 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 that's not. Well, I've, I've read the books about what, you never read the book that Wilson himself wrote because there's no way you can read the book you just read, which, which Wilson wrote himself. That's 1902, The History of the American People, five volumes. I mean, there it is. There's just five volumes. Yep. You can't read that for yourself and say what that professor said. You can't. You can't. But then again, he probably never had a course in American history. Well, maybe he did, but maybe certainly he did, today. But he has a different point of view. Yeah. And why am I learning, instead of learning from, and this is why our museum that we're trying That's to build right. is so critical. This is why the vault's so critical, too. Right. I mean, what we put in that museum, what Correct. we call out, it's I huge. have to tell you, David, I knew that Woodrow Wilson, because I've, I've read it a million times. I've never read that. Mm -hmm. I've never actually gone to the original source. But I knew that Birth of a Nation, based mm -hmm. on History of the American People, mm -hmm. written by Woodrow Wilson, yada, yada, yada. Yep. I go, and I'm looking some stuff up, and it says... No, that's none of that's true. And I'm like, get out of here. It's a big history professor at a prestigious Ivy League school. I'm lucky enough to be able to own those books in the vault. Yeah. So I came down here and I'm thumbing through the books and I'm like, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's true. Well, let me let me show you something else, because th there's there's Wilson set right there. OK. Yep. And he was the president of Princeton, so he's a great academic. And when that set came out, academics all across America said, oh, man, a book by the president of Princeton, a series of history books. Well, this is what our history has to be. So we write, we write our history. Here's, here's what we had. Now, he did his in 1902. Here's one from 1852, the services of colored Americans in the wars of 1776 and 1812. Oh, my gosh. Now, here's one oh my gosh. from 1855. 1855, and, and this one is um, 
1855, colored, colored patriots, patriots in the American. Look how thick, look the, book how thick, look how thick the book is. Look how thick this is. Look how thick the book is. Now, let, let's not stop there. Let, let's go right here. See how thick this book is? This is the black phalanx. These are the black soldiers who have fought on behalf of America. Where did they all go here? Now, we had them for, for 150 years before Wait, Wilson wrote this book. these are both American Revolution? No, this is this is Civil War, guys. Civil War. This is this is up to the Civil War. This is up through the Revolution and the War of 1812. So we're getting all of our major wars. We got 1812, the Revolution. We got the Civil War. And by the way, we've also got all these Negro orators and their orations. The great, some of the greatest orations right ever given. There you go. History of the American that hit Negro orators and their orators. We got tons of history. Where'd it go? There's not a single one of those names or persons in Wilson's history book. Wow. And he's saying, well, it's because their rights have been violated by blacks having the right to vote. Uh, don't think that was the issue back in the Revolution, the War of 1812, and the Civil War, especially since the right to vote was guaranteed by the 14th Amendment and the 15th Amendment, 1868, 1870. So what are you going to do with all the black history before that? So what happens is that's why kids today think black history begins with wow. MLK. They do. W. I B. did. Royce. There's, what happened to all these? Look at that. The, How well, many Frederick, are there? Frederick Douglass... Um, uh, almost erased, almost erased, almost. and I'm convinced they erase him because he has the well, he has the he has the same uh, view as uh, um, Booker T. Washington. Uh, let, let me let me see if you get this about Frederick Douglass in your history. Number one, he's a preacher. Amy Zion, preacher. Everybody no. thinks the civil rights. You didn't know he's a preacher. You, mm, a strange no. thing. We don't talk about faith. Mm -hmm. And he served in. He was there for five different presidential administrations. He served in four, and they were all four Republican. The Democrat that came in threw him out. The Republican got elected after him and put him back in. So he serves in four presidential administrations, all Republican. The one Democrat that comes along throws him out. You did get that in your history. No, book, didn't, didn't. You didn't get that in your Didn't even get that he was in an administration. And, and you didn't get that he helped write the Emancipation Proclamation or decreed the first black regiments in the Civil War? No. Or... Um, was against the Constitution, and then he read the Constitution yeah, right. and said it was the greatest anti-slavery anti bill ever passed. But what about the three-fifths clause? I know. Yeah. Well, know. he read it. All he I says, learned, all I learned about him was that he was a great man. He was a uh, a slave, and uh, got to Abraham Lincoln, and somehow or another he turned Abraham Lincoln around. Yeah. I may have gotten the. He crawled through the window of the White House to be there for the inauguration or something. I don't remember what it was, but in the in the ballroom, he actually he got to go through the front door whenever he wanted because he was no, so. David, cute. he crawled through the windows. Oh, that's right. Say. That's a history book you read. Uh, yeah. yeah. Don't read Frederick Douglass's stuff. You don't want to go there. No, Frederick Douglass and Booker T. Washington, and again, Booker T. Washington. You read up from slavery. I went and I bought just. Like, where's that book? Bought, bought a book like this, soft cover. Uh, and it said exactly what this one does. Uh, abridged for the modern abridged, <laughs> abridged and edited. For the modern reader. And I opened it up, and the introduction was, about, was from a, an Ivy League professor who said, we're not even sure he was even a slave. We're not sure how much of this is true. So they're, dis they're editing and discrediting every step of the way. Mm. And I'll tell you, the people who should be angry at this are the African Americans. Oh, yeah. Their history has right been there. stolen. All the heroes. I, I just got done with a seminar with several black churches in Chicago area. And it was a seminar all about black history. 
I think I'm white. Uh, and it's like, how come we're learning our history from you? Well, I, I spoke at Walter Reed Hospital, a huge medical facility, on Black History Month, special presentation. They kept my pictures off all the posters. And so they hid me in the back, and it's a room jammed full, hundreds of black folks in the military, and they bring out the white guy, and you hear the little booze going on. And I got done, and a colonel came up to me at the end, and he says, I saw you came, come out. What in the heck's a white guy? He said, I've learned so much about my history. And he said, now I know why they had you. Now I know why they didn't show your picture. None of us would have showed up if they'd known you. But you've told us our heroes that we never even heard about. Mm -hmm. And see, everybody used to get that before Woodrow Wilson. Before Woodrow Wilson, we knew history. Woodrow Wilson, the academics get together and they're a little collective and they say, oh, he's a great thinker, so we use him. Because, again, of Orwell. That's he right. He who controls the past controls the future. That's right. But who controls the present controls, controls the, the past. past. He controlled the present. And so now that means he controlled the past, which controls the future. So we are a terrible nation because we were so anti-black. it's funny. You know who else wrote a great series of history books? Um, what is it? The Time to Come? I can't remember what it is. H.G. Uh, Wells, mm -hmm. a massive Fabian mm -hmm. socialist. And he knew history needed to be corrected as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a whole section of history books written by H.G. Wells. Welcome back. 888-727-BECK is our phone number. Uh, researchers in France have discovered something interesting um, about hamsters. Now, Jeffy has an entire website dedicated to hamsters, if you want to get more information on that. Uh, it might not be the information you're looking for, but uh, we can tell you at least this part of the puzzle, piece of the puzzle on, uh, on hamsters. Um, they will get a little weird if you feed them a, a diet of corn. In fact, if you give them corn all the time, corn, 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 all day corn, uh, all corn and no meat makes Jack a dull boy. He starts, uh, the hamsters start, uh, well, they start killing each other with cannibalism. New paper outlines the efforts at, uh, what? Can I just say that I just want to be clear that uh, my sites have nothing to do with these hamsters. Okay, I, don't, I think people understood that. I don't think you needed okay. to, 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 to say that. All right. um, why does the European hamster... Um, die off at an alarming rate. The hamster has been critically end endangered in Western Europe uh, and research to... How many times have you said to yourself, why are European hamsters dying so young, Stu? How many times? Well, well I mean... How many times? One. That's just it? the time when I read it there. No, you just mean yeah. today. <laughs> no. Oh, man. <laughs> it's a huge issue. I know Pat has a bumper sticker that actually says, why... <laughs> Our European, European hamsters dying out at so an alarming yeah. rate. Uh, that's a big thing for him. Uh, hamsters critically endangered in Western Europe, and research into the cause seemed to hit a brick wall. At first, it was theorized that pesticides, pesticides and industrial yep. plowing might be GMOs. to blame. That's not, of course, they, that was not the End answer. of the story. Perhaps the hamsters' uh, underground layers were being destroyed, leading to the population drop-off. All that was ruled out. Um, so they tried doing some experiments, uh, figuring uh, the hamsters' diet might be part of it. Um, they gave grain, um, previously the rodents diet consisted of grains, roots, and insects. But the regions in which its numbers were dropping had been taken over by the industrial farming of corn. That's what I said, GMO, corns. 
A first set of lab experiments with wild specimens compared wheat and corn-based diet with side dishes of clover or worms. Which one do you prefer mm -hmm. as a side dish? Oh, uh, well, you know, some days it's usually worms, but <laughs> once in a while it's like, oh, you know what, I'll take a clover. <laughs> there was no difference in the number of pups born or the basic nutritional value of the different menus. But when it came to survival rates, the difference was dramatic. About four-fifths of the pups born of mothers feasting on, what, on wheat and clover and wheat and worms were weaned. Only 5%, however, of the ba baby hamsters whose mothers ate corn uh, made it that far. Right. What was most disturbing is how they perished. The horrific results Think found that mothers who were... Uh, were well, no, go ahead. Okay. Just... Uh, mothers were kept with their pups uh, with their stash of maize, which of course is corn, and eventually ate them alive uh, if they had the corn diet. They also developed black tongues and began, began acting erratically, climbing and pounding their feeders. GMOs. Corn. No, it's not. That's what it says. You're not even reading it. Just skipping right over GMO corn. I don't, I don't see <laughs> GMO corn. And... Improperly cooked maize-based diets have been associated mm. with higher rates of homicide, suicide, and cannibalism in humans. Is that true? I, I seriously, I, wanted, I, I don't know. Come on now. So if you improperly cook cooked maize-based diets have mm. been associated with higher rates of homicide, suicide, and cannibalism in humans. Come on now. That cannot be true. I've never Stu, heard that. You're the Mr. Study guy, Mr. Numbers. You've got to give me the numbers on i got to say, I don't know any other corn diets. Uh, a deficiency numbers. of vitamin B3 has been traced to a condition called pellagra. It's believed that 3 million people died from this between 1735 and 1940. Okay. Hmm. And because of that, oh my gosh, scientists decided to test out hamster subjects <laughs> with a purely maize-based diet. But they added the B3. Suddenly the hamsters being given additional vitamins starting doing normal hamster activities instead of in devouring their offspring. Okay, so <laughs> that's GMO corn. <laughs> I didn't mention GMO, GMO corn, corn once right there. in that entire Says study. that right there. <sighs> um, well, look, uh, maybe you're dealing with the same type of grief a lot of people are around the country. Oh, my gosh. Um, amidst employees in tears following the election of Donald Trump, the EPA is offering counseling sessions on those <laughs> people dealing with change. Good. Um, Good. They got, uh, I guess, slides. Do we have any of the slides um, from this study? Oh. We don't. I mean, I didn't get to eat pie. Now I don't have the slides. Right. This is unbelievable. Topics included how to deal with change, how to keep your composure and make decisions under pressure, how can you spend your energy more wisely and have more as a result, and how do you recognize and eliminate harmful habits that cause you stress. Mm. Agency's uh, assistance program held the sessions, also covered how can you stop yourself from getting hurt and or angry. That's, I'd like to go through that class. Yeah, you're... How to, get, how to stop myself from getting hurt and or angry. A spokesperson for the APA... Uh, said that uh, the counseling was part of regularly trained, regularly regular training available to employees. Oh, okay. So this is, that, they're saying it's nothing to do part with of the, the deal. Trump thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I would not change. be surprised. Hopefully, Trump can uh, change that so it is no longer part of the regular. And he very well process. might because uh, uh, this is from uh, you know the older EPA people. He's got new people in place. I mean, that's the whole thing behind Trump, right? He's shaking up the shaking the tree a little bit. A Shake. little bit, yeah. I mean, not shaking it, you know, of the things he said. Like, he was, like, made a big deal about how Ted Cruz's wife worked oh, yeah. at Goldman Sachs, and then he Everybody goes in and points, like, nine <laughs> Goldman Sachs people to his administration. Now, that doesn't That's necessarily bother much. me, because, 
You know, Goldman Sachs, the reason you know the name is because all the really smart, rich people work there. Uh, a lot of those people right. are, uh, are the best in their industry, which is why they get hired. Uh, so you, Good. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to, to employ Goldman Sachs people. Can be, but, some specifics, but he was the one complaining about it, right. which is frustrating. Right. Um, finally, before we uh, take a break here, uh, UFOs. Are you a big UFO guy? you got to be. You have to be a huge UFO believer. Well, there are a couple different UFOs. I mean, there's unidentified flying objects. We all, there's always unidentified flying objects around. Now, if you're referring to that, yes. Now, you're also, there's also... Most people, UFOs, they mean space aliens. Mm-hmm. Well, Stu, of course. See, here's the thing. I mean, what are you, dumb? Number one, no surprise that you believe Are you, you dumb? Are you, think that, you, think, you think that all the space around us, no, no other beings are coming to visit well, I us. guess what my bigger issue with this would be, why did you take the time to separate unidentified flying objects and aliens if you believed them both? What would possibly be the reason for you to take the time to so specify that I would lead the you two into groups? That I would, that I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, now we're all believers because of what happened in Austin. We have footage, apparently, of uh, you know, UFOs. Nice. There it is. Look at that. Yeah, you can see the airplane. <laughs> Did you just get that cut off where you could see the airplane? That's not a good way to cut. <laughs> if it's an airplane, it's not on no, There you can see all. the airplane. Oh, no, what? Uh, no, he may be talking about another one. It did look like a, like a fire source almost. Like It looked like it was um, maybe a giant jet propulsion type of uh, situation. Can we watch it again? Did yeah, but the it? way it was moving, it was mo- we, uh, that... Well, he, it's just the camera moving around that makes it look like it's going fast. You can see that the camera's moving. No, around. the camera's not moving there. It's moving. You can see the airplane... No, you can. It's no, you can see. Look, if you look closely, I don't know if you can see this on TV. On the TV box, there's a strip here of. Some yeah, sort of I know what you're talking about. So you but see I, him. He's moving the camera around. It's not moving around fast. No, it's it's just, moving. Well, it's moving, but it's not moving around the camera shot. He's moving the camera. Are you trying to say that this isn't a UFO? Is that what you're well, trying I to do? I can't identify it. See, so. he's not. It's moving. No, it's not. He didn't do that. Yes, he did. He did not. Look at. You could see the other things in the camera. I'm moving looking as well. at it. Are you drunk right now? What, what, what are I'm you? I'm looking at There's no... Watch. You can see... Watch. So you can see it. He's, He's not moving. moving He's that. moving. It's moving at the same pace. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you can see the airplane. Oh, jeez. You do... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're an... You are out of your mind. Does anyone happen to have a, uh, a miracle you are cure for out of your mind. Yeah, I mean, anything... I don't care. Out I, of even if it shortens his life by a few years, anything you to don't... get him back tomorrow. <laughs> so I don't have to do this again. I can't... I just can't. I, I can't. Then don't lie about the UFO. <laughs> I don't right. know what your problem is. <laughs> back in a second. Triple eight seven twenty seven. Back. By the way, spoons today. We're getting pie coming again? up. I assume it's going to be all the pie that I didn't eat last time. You guys didn't eat it. You guys didn't oh, eat my pieces. I did. Didn't. I didn't eat your pieces. No. No. Why? Why are you? Why aren't you looking at me anymore? I don't I, understand. My pieces. You're looking the other way. Yeah. Welcome back. Triple eight seven twenty seven. Beck is the number. Uh, so, do you remember the what they call the Satanic Panic? I don't. Uh, I kind of remember this a little bit. Uh, back in the eighties, uh, they're trying to come up. They're trying to say that there were certain things that were uh, vilified in this uh, era, like uh, Mr. Ed. Do you remember this? I don't. I don't. I don't at all. Mm. 
Uh, they, they, apparently, the, they, they thought that if you played the theme song backwards, it sounded like the singer was saying, the source is Satan. <laughs> Which, what would that... So you're thinking the Mr. Ed creators put the source is Satan? I mean, you know what? If you had a freaking talking horse, it might be Satan. <laughs> uh, that's not even actually a bad theory. Uh, but what else would you think it was going to be? Oh, my gosh. You know, what's so funny about most of this is that I can't believe that you'd, first of all, where, what kind of state of mind are you in that you're playing Mr. Ed's open backwards? Right? I mean, well, I think you can answer that. I, that's what I'm saying. Right. I mean, at some point, about the, you know, 30 or 40 tokes off that bong, mm-hmm. you're thinking, you know, <laughs> we should play that backwards. Yeah. And then it's done. Then you're done. Then it's Satan. He just said Satan. Mr. Satan. <laughs> How about Procter and Gamble? They got caught up in the uh, in the panic when it was decided their logo, which dated back to 1882, people thought it had uh, apparently satanic symbols. Really? They had a press conference to deny claims they were donating to a satanic church, and set up a toll-free phone line to assure people there was nothing satanic about their logo. I mean, it does. Uh, I guess. I guess it looks similar. Uh, okay. And I guess there's an inverted 666 in there. Uh, so. But they, of course, they removed it. It was just to forget, you know what, to avoid further problems. And uh, we, don't, we don't want to panic the crowd. We'll just remove it. I mean, 1882. That's a long time to, I mean, 100 wow. years, your logo. But, I mean, this happened a lot. There was a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of um, institutions that had that were positive that had ties to the swastika before you know, yeah. Germany kind of ruined that one. They and sure not to did. mention the, uh, the, the mustache, the Hitler mustache, which really since then only Michael Jordan tried to pull off. There's only been one person since Adolf Hitler that tried the Hitler stash, and for some reason it was Michael Jordan. It was short-lived. We uh, should find a picture of that because I, now that you say that, I... Uh, that's funny. All right, see if you can dig one up for us. It's definitely on the internet. Definitely. A, a picture funny. of Michael Jordan with the Hitler stash. What a strange choice. Uh, it's not a good one, guys. You know, sometimes things just, it's just you're not going to be able to bring them back. I mean, you could, why not? I mean, he's, first of all, he's Michael Jordan. If right? anyone could so, do it, it would be Jordan, right. I guess. So, but, I, mean, uh, I mean, that kind of proves that you can't. Right, right, you can't. There's no way to go. Just let it go. Um, one of the, um, I thought things. I always thought because you know he was known to be a big gambler. Obviously, had his, his yeah. gambling issues. Oh, I always thought maybe he lost a bet on that yeah. one. Well, look, that's if you lose this one, call. you're gonna have to. You're a Hitler stash in public. That's probably like, a good call. Like, I'm not gonna I lose, and then he lost. That's my theory on the Jordan Hitler stash. We'll get to that in a minute. We we should let's get Michael Jordan on the phone. Yeah, can we get Jordan on? Uh, if he doesn't have time to Skype, just put him on the phone, and uh, we'll talk to him. Uh, get him in studio. Let's get him in studio. To Is he in town that. today? I'm mean, trying to talk to him today about it. Yeah, let's just get him in town. We'll fly him in. And, right. and, and Marissa, just ask him to grow the Hitler stash back uh, for the segment. Okay. We'll okay. shave it off She's for him. She's got that. We'll shave it off for him so he doesn't have to do it again after it. Uh, Phil Phillips joined Pastor Gary Greenwald to, to, val- uh, to battle, apparently, uh, Smurfs. Uh, you had uh, Smurfs, the Thundercats, He-Man, and Rainbow Bright. Boy, I remember all of those. Were a gateway to corruption aimed at children. The Smurfs were said to be a depiction of dead homosexuals. What? What? I do not. The Thundercats and He-Man were inspired by heathen gods. Rainbow Bright has a pentagram on her cheek, the mark of pure evil. Does Rainbow Bright have a pentagon on her cheek? I, do we have the, that information? Do we Is have a picture the, of that? The Rainbow Bright? 
I kind of want to see. I kind of remember too. Rainbow. These are very much from my uh, my childhood. These uh, toys. Oh, here's Rainbow Bright. Oh yeah, she is a star. It's not. It's a star. It's not a freaking pentagram. It's Rainbow Bright. It's a little star, right? It's a pentagram. Very strange. People uh, get bored. And Why they, do they, I remember they, all of that? I must have not been. Yeah. Uh, coherent, maybe uh, lucid. Maybe the word you're looking for. I mean, I uh, thought I was at the time, but there might have been so. a number. <laughs> uh, oh, you, oh, we have Jordan, the Jordan Hitler stash picture. Uh, now, Jordan, if you oh, look at go. that. Now, look, it's just not a good choice. I mean, Mike. <laughs> people did not want to be like Mike uh, that much that they would hilarious. wear the Hitler stash. That, I swear he lost a bet for that. That had to have been right. I think you're right. That's a good call. Yeah, I think he, you're right. He's got a he's got a four Because that's the only the way 18th. that yeah that's the only way you grow that right. <laughs> Even if you're Michael Jordan, you know you can't wear a Hitler mustache. They're just <laughs> you just don't right. <laughs> so he misses the 12 footer on 18. <laughs> he's wearing a Hitler stash. He's wearing the Hitler stash. That's, that's a new fact in my that mind. Is that's a, exactly that what is exactly uh, what so happened. That, that, that will spread until, that on the internet until he gets on the air uh, on this very broadcast to deny it. Uh, yeah, if he comes in fact. here with the Hitler stash on and stands over there at your little uh, table and yeah, explains to us that's actually not how it happened. I just thought it was a good fashion choice. I'll believe okay. it. That's fine. Yeah, I'll until then, I'm going with the uh, lost bet story. <laughs> uh, this is a, a video. Uh, it's making the rounds on the internet. I don't know how long ago this happened, but it's pretty amazing uh, footage. If you watch, it is in, uh, where is it, uh, the Philippines, was it? The Philippines. And a guy who, the guy who is at the cash register oh, yeah, yeah. Um, is about to, he takes out his knife right here and puts it to the back of the cashier to rob the person. Look at the person behind him in line, though. He realizes, is this a robbery? Like, what's going on? Oh, then yeah. he takes out his gun, points it at him, and uh, shockingly, robbery uh, stops. Look, dude, I just was uh, just getting my stuff here. Yeah, I just got the cash I needed out of this drawer. Let's watch that again so you can kind of see it. Because he takes, you see the first guy take great. the knife out, and he just points it right into the back. Uh, standing there kind of behind her because she's facing the other way. Here he goes. Takes the knife out here, out of his back. Oh, was that my knife? I thought it, it was my wallet. At her and says, give me the money. The guy in the back realizes, holy crap, I've got a gun. He can't, he's like, this is like the perfect situation. And then uh, he realize, he waits to really confirm it. Yeah. And then holds it out and says, freeze. Guys, oh, then uh, oh, you know what? Puts it it drops the money down. Ah, drops one it. of those. Nice. Now that's in the Philippines, where the Second Amendment is not applicable, uh, Jeffy. That's fantastic. Um, well, however, yeah, I mean, this is similar, although no, no uh, real weapons were used. But uh, here in the in the U.S., the uh, FedEx driver that picked up the flags when the protesters were burning the flags, and uh, he was all, they were all over him, uh, piss at the FedEx guy for stopping the uh, uh, the protesters from burning the flags. In downtown, they had a couple of flags. He just got out of his truck, picked it up, brought his uh, fire extinguisher, put out the fire, took the flags, told, pushed the guys away, and they were all mad at FedEx. Well, FedEx uh, came back and tweeted, uh, we've reviewed uh, the case, and uh, eh, nothing's going to happen to him. He's fine. That's great. That. that is great. That is. I saw the picture of that one. Uh, yes. Yeah, but I just cool fin moment. finally, finally, at least for now, um, you know, FedEx is saying, no, he's The good guys won one. Yes. That's kind of nice. Yes. Uh, who knew it was even possible? Um, so are you looking for a new job, Jeffy? I mean, I'm just, you know, just a friendly advice. Maybe you should. But I mean, I've... You, you know. I'm here. I'm hey, it's never bad to have that resume updated, right? I mean, that's what they say. I mean, I always thought it just meant that that's advice for people that that are you know, would be that don't have jobs that don't have jobs job. maybe maybe yeah. they're three days away from uh, losing their job <laughs> you know really yeah I mean that's the type of thing you should maybe 
think about. Um, well, they have a job here for you, potentially. It involves uh, very little stress, complete disconnection from the outside world. Sounds great for you. Yes, it does. Local officials and church leaders in an Austrian town have maybe just the gig for you. Christian outlook and uh, a sufficient a self-sufficient person who is at peace with herself and willing yep. to talk to people but not to impose. I mean, we've obviously lost you at Christian Outlook. Um, <laughs> they want to uh, basically live the cave uh, house. It's yes. built, I guess it's, it's, it's in a it's cave. Up in a, it's up, it's in, a, in a mountain. Actually, I remember the story from uh, when they first were, were started looking for uh, someone to... Uh, uh, to, for the job, and it's up in the mount. It's up in the mountain in the small town, and it's like a summer. People hike through there, so you, you during the summer they want people there. They would like to have someone there greeting the people and praying with the people and all you know throughout the summer, because uh, you can only live in the cave for about three or four months out of the year. Uh, that's it, because uh, it gets too cold, and uh, there's no running water, there's no electricity. You're just living in the cave, and you're greeting the people all you know 24/7. Uh, while you can, and there's no pay, and the reason that they're looking for someone is because the monk that had the gig, uh, he just left. Uh, the monk said, "I'm out. See you later. I don't really want to do this anymore." I, I look, that that's a little. I mean, yeah, I know, but you're a monk, right? I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. I mean, yeah, yeah, so yeah, I mean, but it was cold. <laughs> and believe me, as a guy who does not like the studio temperature here. I've thought myself many times of maybe we can hire someone to just kind of sit here and rattle off some numbers. Who cares, right? I mean, who cares who it is? Just some number guy. Just have him sit down here and read some spreadsheets. Who cares? Why are you nodding? No, I... <laughs> you know... I mean, whatever you think, Steve. You I mean, you're, you're cold. It's getting a little warm in here. Tell you that. Time to fire up one of those AC burners again. Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven Beck is the number. We have spoons coming up in a minute. We have a couple of varieties of M&Ms. Which Wait, what? apparently, what I've told scientifically, do not melt in your hand, rather in your mouth. And we're going to test that out here in just a minute. I don't know the science. Time for Spoons, the segment of the program in which we uh, talk about science. Wait, don't. Oh. We talk about science and uh, the important things we're learning for you for science. A lot of times we try to justify it, and it seems like, oh my God, they're just justifying eating on television. Who would say that? There are people who say who? it, uh, mostly communists. <laughs> Thank um, you. But the issue today is, I would say, a difficult trick even for us, in that we have been <laughs> given to taste test these. Which are peanut butter M&Ms. Now, this is something that has been around for a zillion years, and we've all eaten. Yeah, but we have to. But I will say, yeah. there is another flavor I never have had, which is, let's try those first, I guess. Uh, coffee nut M&Ms. Coffee nut M&Ms. It is sharing size because no human being could possibly eat that container right. by and see, But the thing is, is that we've got the coffee, so we have to, I mean, you have to have these to compare, right? Compare oh. contrast. What? Oh, that's right. That's the reason for this. What? Okay, see, I'm told, I'm told in my ear and I am reminded why we do this. It does appear that this peanut package, we have the pack of peanut butter and M&M's. Let me show you. Again, what do you notice about this package that's interesting? It does seem as if the M&M has Donald Trump's hair. <coughs> now, the hair might be made uh, out of peanut tremendous. butter. But it does seem like maybe the M&M people are screwing with Trump. Are they trolling Trump with this package? And then, of course, we just bought them 
And now we're going to eat them because because <laughs> they're totally the drunk. Right, right. So let's try with a coffee nut one first. Uh, that's uh, pretty interesting. Sharing size. I love that. Sharing size. What a scam. Everyone just eats all of them themselves. Not you, Jeffy. Not you. Okay, here we go. We got the uh, three colors, by the way, inside. Okay. You know, oh, good. You're gonna get a quick view. Three colors. You got, you know, obviously, I'm sure there's no difference in actual taste here, but they're gonna give you the kind of the, the colors of. Uh, thank you, Jeffy, for pointing at. You're welcome. Let's try a couple of these things. Mm. So this is coffee. Okay. Mm. So you got it? peanut in there. Mm. Actually, not bad. Not bad. It's got a. Um, it's kind of a similar to a coffee ice cream. It's not super strong coffee, which a super strong coffee would bother me. I'm not a big, uh, I don't drink coffee at all. I wonder what, the, are the colors, do they taste different? No. The no, colors I don't, don't taste different? I don't think so. I don't like to eat them all at once because it gives it different flavors. I don't think so. No, I Maybe, I mean, it could be. Is there a espresso or something? They all sound, taste pretty much the same to me. I think these are like Fruit Loops. Yeah, they all just taste the same. Uh, these are peanut butter M&Ms. It tastes like peanut butter. Mm, oh my gosh! What? Tremendous. Peanut butter M and M. Let's see if the in blue a battle between peanut butter M and M's and Reese's Pieces, I'm still going Reese's Pieces. Are you really? Yes. However, I oh. do enjoy these quite a bit. No, oh. they're nice and soft. Like what I like to do with an M and M. You kind of have it in your fingers like this. Where are we going? Over here. And if you can push down on the M and M, you get a little bit of give. That's nice. And then, of course, you go really hard. You can get it to just smush into like that sort of form. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What I like to do is I like to pour half the bag in my hand Crush. like this. And you just hold, hold your hand like that. Mm -hmm. like this. Mm. So well, let's test Jeffy. Uh, rating 1 to 18. Well, 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 well. I'll give it a, a 12. Well, 18. <laughs>